0: Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you
1: listen. When the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. Well, we're about a week and a half into Lent. How's it going for you? Mess it up yet? Mm -hmm. Um, We get this gospel of the transfiguration of Jesus with a special feast. There's a reason why the church puts it again on the second Sunday of Lent. And so while there's much more I could say about this gospel, we'll leave it for the Feast of the Transfiguration, and we'll talk about why it's in Lent. (coughs) Jesus has announced to his disciples that he's to be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes and to be crucified and died. After this incidence of the mountain, Jesus sets his face resolutely towards Jerusalem. He knows what he's traveling towards. His disciples are going to see him arrested, judged, betrayed, scourged, crowned with thorns, crucified, and his body laid in a tomb. And so Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up to the mountain that they might get a glimpse of his glory. The destination ultimately for us is to share in the glory of God. On the last day with the resurrection in his presence forever. But there is no road that leads to that share in glory that does not pass through a passion, a suffering. We are uh, Christians, little Christs, little anointed ones, and we are anointed for this very purpose. To suffer in the world. The basic shape of Christian life is cruciform. In imitation of him. And you cannot escape it. Remember that Jesus tells you, take up your cross. How often? Daily. And follow me. So the church puts this reading on a second Sunday of Lent uh, to remind you, uh, I think, of at least a couple things in the spiritual life. One, sometimes if, if it's been a while since we've done spiritual disciplines, if we've been apart from the Lord, haven't really been walking the path of faith, there's a kind of uh, dullness, a complacency, a weakness that sets in. And we don't even recognize it Uh, because our consciences aren't fully alive. And the enemy, when we're in that place, more or less leaves us alone. So then you start something like the season of Lent, and you set out with a good intention to intensify your prayer, to do spiritual practices of fasting and reparation for sin, And the weird thing that happens is your life gets worse than it was before. You can't hold on to your temper. You find yourself being drawn into uh, gossip. I gave up drinking soda for Lent. I generally have about a Coca-Cola a day. And that first Sunday of Lent, it's only only three days of Lent, (laughs) I was parched. I walk into a convenience store and see the soda machine and think to myself, I should give up something else, right? You think, this small thing that I'm doing, of course I'll have the strength to do it and everything will be okay. And then you find out just how weak you are. Nothing ever sounded so good as a bacon sandwich on a Friday in Lent (laughs) and so the Lord in the spiritual life will give us these little moments these glimpses of his glory these graces in our heart to fortify us for these things so that in the darkness in the difficulties in the discovering of our weaknesses we don't just give them up and give in to the world or the enemy. That we know towards what we are journeying. The path that we're on, it, it might be uncomfortable. It might stink. But there's something on the end of it that's worth going through it for. When I was a, a little boy, uh, we didn't just have uh, Friday fish fries during Lent. We would have Wednesday soup days. And the whole church would come. And they would serve the most awful vegetable soup you've ever eaten in your life. And uh, some bread with no butter. It was horrible. And I always remember thinking to myself, I can't wait until Lent is over. I don't want to deal with this. I want... The indulgence, the abundance, the full flavor. Well, what happens when you eat ice cream every day? When everything is rich and fat? You don't even really enjoy it anymore. It loses something of its specialness. I hope you have had moments in prayer. I hope you have encountered the crucified and risen Lord. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's an experience that's something like this. In that moment, I know there is a God. Not with my intellect. Not with a set of proofs that I can demonstrate to you. It's a different kind of knowing. I know there is a God, and I know he is love, and I know he loves me. And then, poof, it's gone. Why does God give us those glimpses? Not just for Lent, but for the whole of the Christian life. This is the path that we're on. We are in the darkness of the world, the desert of the world. The whole Christian path in this life is undergoing the cross. And so we're given these little graces and glimpses to get us through it. You should store those moments deep in your heart because there will be dark days and troubles and difficulties and you need to be able to cast your gaze upon them and remember why you're in the midst of the struggle. And so too for Lent even if you've already messed it up, even if you really don't like it and you just hope that it would be over, there's a purpose for it. You and I are not made for glimpses. This is what we sometimes do in prayer. We have an emotional experience or a spiritual phenomenon. And what do we want to do? We want to stay right there. It is good that we are here. Let us build three tents and never move from this spot. You are not made for the sweetness of consolations and the glimpses of God's glory. We sometimes want to stay right here because at least here I can see the sign of his love and I know where he is and I don't want to go back out those doors but even here as beautiful as this is, as central as it is to our spiritual life I'm not made to glimpse him under the sign of bread we are made to behold him in the fullness of his glory forever face to face and the purposes of the times when we feel far from God and alone when they are not caused by our sin, so that we stretch ourselves forth in the spiritual life, not for sensible consolations, not for momentary graces, not for the glimpse of his glory, but to be purified from all of our distractions, all of our attachments to the world, to make space in the transforming of us To behold the full glory of God forever. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, Jesus says, The righteous shall shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. The book of Revelation, when it's speaking about the new heaven and the new earth, and the heavenly Jerusalem come down from on high, says, There will be no night and they will need neither light from candles nor from the sun. For the Lord God shall be their light and they shall reign forever. The darknesses, the struggles, the feeling alone, the not knowing if he's there, all of these are purposeful. The removing of all the things during Lent the difficulty, however we might dislike it, it has a purpose so if you've messed it up just start over again Holy Mother Church gives you a glimpse of what you are called to what she gives you in Lent is meant to get you to your destination so my brothers and sisters rejoice in the glimpses but know that you are made for something beyond your wildest imaginings and make sure you take up the Lenten practices and disciplines so that you can be transformed by his grace to behold the glory of God face to face Amen
0: O R G. Say man,
1: pray for us.